What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain the most important thing to know about jason ellis is he's my friend He was a professional skateboarder. He's got one of the biggest shows on Sirius Radio. He's also moonlighted as an MMA fighter and a boxer. And he is openly bisexual and very adventurous with everything having to do with sex. So this podcast dives deep into all aspects of sexuality, some personal, some involving Jason. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. And if you have kids in the car or around you, this probably isn't the podcast to listen to. Much love. Jason, my man. Yeah. Thanks for flying out and doing uh, this, man. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah, dope. So weird that I'm just off a plane and on your podcast. That's, but that's what I came here to do. Just expected it to take longer, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> nope, right into it. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons you came out is you got this new book. And the book's called Still Awesome, The Trials and Tribulations of an Egotistical Maniac. I actually don't think you're very egotistical. I think you're actually like not that egotistical. I have actually comes down him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's still I fight him every day. The ego is always going to be there. It's just right? mine's it's mine's so embarrassing <laughs> that it's easier to 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 detect on yeah. how pathetic it is. Cuz yeah. it's some people have like a a sneakier one. Mine's just blatantly fucking give me <laughs> all the glory right now. But it also the other shadow part of the ego is you're really hard on yourself too. Too hard. Like I've really been working hard. on that. Yeah. I am way too hard. I think that's got a lot to do with childhood stuff. You know what I mean? You got bad habits. It's hard to get rid of. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about an ego is that, yes, it wants the glory. It wants to win. It wants to be a champion. But also, any time that you come short of winning, being oh. the champion or whatever, it is just fucking ruthless. I'm attacking myself when I'm on my way to winning. Like I, I train like you piece of shit, get the fuck up and kill somebody. Yeah. That's one my way up. Yeah. Like if I fail, it's just like things are, it's like it's changed now. I've just I've learned to like it's not that important to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's some and a part of me, it which is still the ego that goes, Really? Are you giving up? And I'm like, No, I'm not giving up. I just I'm not gonna ruin anybody's life or my life to get what i want like i'm if it's if it's if it's possible and it, and it can work and everyone's going to be happy then yeah but i'm not like out to just like get the fuck out of the way this is all mine that's how i used to be i figured that was the only way you got it right but now it's like yeah you can have it yeah it's that's a different it's important. a different way where you see everybody winning is actually you winning you know yeah i'm like, okay with yeah i'm yeah that's the other thing that's made a big difference i'm not as offended by everybody else's success because as a competitor watching people come up uh 
in any way, in any genre of things that I do, any kind of, I don't know what I do, fight anything and you do it better than me. I'm like, fuck that guy. And then I'm like, what, what, why? Yeah, I mean, that's such an easy trap. And then you start poking holes in what they did or like poking holes in how they got there and you somehow justify that they're beating you because they cheated or they had an advantage. But really, it's just your ego trying to reconcile with the fact that, all right, they're a little better today or they've been a little better so far. Even the people, because of the radio show, the celebrities I meet, some of them are nice. And I thought they were dickheads. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this whole time, you you never knew that person. You're like, that guy's a fucking loser. And then you meet him, turns out, He's a sweetheart, and you're like, I, I told everybody for ten years that Paulie Shaw's a fucking moron. You know what I mean? But he's a nice guy. <laughs> he just hugged me at the airport the other day. I don't know him. He doesn't name. He doesn't know me. And we just hugged it out at the airport. Who the fuck hugs hugs random people at the airport? Paulie Shaw. Paulie Shaw does. Fucking good dude. That's what he does. He says it's a great day. And I was like, eh, I guess it is. <laughs> a little busy, and he's like. Yeah, sometimes you get busy, man. You know, then you sit back and realize it's actually a pretty good day. And I'm like, I fucking am realizing that right now, Paulie Shaw. <laughs> and he's like, goes to pound and he's like, you know what? Come on. And I'm like, I fucking will come on. <laughs> and hugged it out. That's great, man. Yeah, he's my friend now. The the other thing that's not egotistical is, and that's something I've seen develop since we've known each other, is like an even deeper commitment to telling the truth. Like Ugh. just telling everything everything as it is Mm. and that's an unusual it's an unusual thing like you're not trying to just present the coolest awesome stuff in here like even going through the book i haven't a chance to read the whole thing but going through the book you're telling all the stuff and that some Mm -hmm. of that stuff is going to get some people not to like you it's going to get some people to be like oh fuck this guy but it's your truth it's opening up and that's what our last podcast did i mean i get people stopping me in the in the grocery store i had this happen recently like Hey man, love your podcast. And I always ask him like, oh yeah, which episodes do you really connect with? He's like, oh man, that Jason Ellis one really changed my life. You know? And that was the first one on my podcast, at least, where you really opened up about your sexuality. That was the most to date that I've done still. And it was the people that, it's not a lot, but the people that it did help, it means more to me than, than everybody else that could think I was cool. Like if it was just if all of a sudden tomorrow is like, man, you should get a YouTube, you should be a YouTube celebrity and like and fight Logan Paul. That'd be great. I would <laughs> totally love that. I seriously <laughs> would fucking my ego again. But if I can just help out a couple of people that live this, because that's the thing. I don't think that I'm the only one. I think me telling this, I tell too much sometimes, but I just feel like I don't want, I don't think anyone's going to tell all this stuff. And I, somebody should, so you know that it really, that people really do it. Yeah. Like the more I talk about it, the more I realize it's not as bad as, because I talk about like, uh, you know, sometimes in some gay sparse things, scenarios, people are pretty gnarly. They ain't fucking around in there. And I'll talk about it like they're kind of gross, which is not fair to them. Cause this is like a lifestyle. We're not attacking each, no one's hurting each other in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might be getting some STDs or something, but <laughs> That's the consensually. That's the well, dude. Accidentally, you can, how, I've got stuff from girls before. Sure. So wait, I just have. You know what I mean like, why can't I be like this bitch is nasty too? Because sometimes bitches are nasty. Dudes All people and, are nasty, right? Everyone is. <laughs> so I feel like when you when I talk about you know being in some sex maze where there's just you know you got to fuck your way out. 
And there's, and there's a minotaur, <laughs> that's I, that's a giant bullcock anyway. minotaur that you have to there's slay no, with your no own clock, dick buddy. as Theseus, <laughs> the hero. It's not that glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's more... Um, scary you know at first because it's super dark and there's just people that have wait got... so tell me about a sex maze you gotta you gotta like you gotta set this story well, up there's a this bit. place called the zone where uh, i just accidentally stumbled upon it because somebody said you should go there on grinder or something but it's like four f- stories and it's like stairs and there's holes everywhere put your dick in a hole so okay and there's then there's then there's glory like, holes throughout the maze. Then there's like you could get distracted at a, by a dick at any given moment. Porn screens playing porn on the wall, obviously gay stuff. And then there's sex swings. So it's an all male dungeon. sex maze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No girls allowed in there. Transgender people aren't allowed in there, which is super fucked up. Yeah, but you can't go in there if you look like a lady. Okay, so gay sex maze with lots of glory holes. Yeah, and all all there's like there's there's uh you go up to one stairs and there's like a glory holes with like a bat of the banner like a handrail and people go in and you're over the top of them standing up and your dick's just through the hole so you can see who it is and look down so it's a little bit safer than just putting it through a hole and seeing what's on the other side <laughs> but but like it's i it's what do they you, do with the hole is the does the hole have like the padding? hole's like this big oh the no, hole's no, big it's just wooden okay and it's about this big and there's these there's booths as well where it's like eight long and then, an- and then another on the other side. So if you you go in, there's a hole on this side, a hole on that side, and a hole in front of you. That's like Japanese game show. Yeah. And if you look like me, they really like straight guys. Straight guys are, you know what I mean? And I'm not that bad sometimes. I, I can look attractive to dudes. <laughs> if I go in there, like the first couple of times I go in there, like if I, I'd be like, man, what's, okay, so you just like go in this door? I'm like... Fucking see what happens, man. <laughs> go in the door, shut the door, and then I look down and this the hands go through the hole and they tap on it. So you just put your dick in the hole. Oh, so that's the yes signal. Yeah. The the other one is their dick in the hole, which means they want you to suck it. Uh-huh. Which is oh, that's cool if you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, not your style though. I'm okay, but I'll suck your dick if I'm your friend and I know Uh that your dick's not. I'm not sucking some random (laughs) dick. You're not just going after a hole. I can't. You're not that dick hungry. I get the excitement of that if you're like, I don't know, somebody else, but I, I. I'm like, whoa, you know, but when that comes out, I'm like, well, fuck you, you're out of here. Well, mind. I could imagine, I could imagine there would be a place like I don't know if there's like pussy glory holes. See, that's what I'm trying if, to but say. If, but like, if just they're... imagine if a girl backed, if you just saw a pussy back up into the hole. What would and, and I mean and, there would I mean there would be some the hand. there would be some that I would just be like yeah all right I don't know what you look like but I might I might at if least give, nice it a, looking pussy, give it a lick or something that's you know that's all it is it's just like you know what I talked to a really smart real like a a, a a guy that's way more successful than me who's a gay guy who's married and he said he goes on cruises all the time and when they go on cruises they have sex with everybody they're on the prep thing so they can't get HIV. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, supposedly, and sometimes they get bit by things, and they take an antibiotic, and that's the lifestyle. And yeah. when he said it, with his grown-up, like organized face, he's super proper guy, like not like really a proper guy that you would never sense that he does that. I was like, and your husband's okay with it? He's like, of course. And I'm like, well, then how does that hurt anybody? Mm. Why would I ever say again that? You know, these, these guys are just sticking their mouths and their asses in holes. They don't give a shit what happens when if that's the lifestyle and you're willing to. Um, 
if you're get, doing it consciously, right? I think yeah, if for totally anybody, if you're as long as you're doing it, it's not what you're doing. It's like how and it's how and why you're doing it, right? Like if you're doing it in a manipulative way or in a way that you're trying to like get out your frustration and hurt somebody else right. in some way, no, like it's well just, then that's fucked up. Whether you're gay, straight, trans, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like if you're doing it because you just love dick or you love pussy and like this is a way that you want to enjoy yourself i get that just to really ruin myself i get the sucking dick thing too like i never was into it i've always been a, a less gay than i am i'm more straight than i am gay so like a guy kissing me i'm like oh and they're like what i'm like dude i just don't do that like i'm real it's, it's offensive as far as i'm concerned but lately, like, cause I, I, I mean, look, Katie's kind of helped me. My therapist has helped me. So there's only like two or three people that I will hang out with now. And I can do all kinds of things with them because I know them. You know what I mean? Like they've got their shit together. They're not just like some dude that puts their mouth near a hole. I know him. I trust him. <laughs> so I can do stuff now. So I actually have sucked at one dick <laughs> that I liked. I was were, like, you, were you like a savant? Did I was you like, just come I'm out like, wait a minute, like wait a, a minute. I'm like, wait, I think I'm liking this. This is turning me on instead of usually it was like, oh God, I guess I'll suck it for a little bit because, you yeah, know what I mean? Just I, to be nice. It's pretty, it'd be fucked up if you had sex with a girl <laughs> and you didn't lick her. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Well, lots of people do that though. That's fucked up. That's I agree. Fucked up. I agree. They're missing out. Everybody's missing out. I don't understand, but that's your yeah. life. Great. You- yeah. I mean, I remember there was a, there was a girl that I was, uh, we went out for a little bit and we were going to hook up and I went to go down on her and she goes, no, 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 no going down and no no she was like ready to have sex and i was like well you know i kind of like want to go down go down on you first and like let's start this thing off she's like no 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 no, not that like she just wanted me to just throw on the condom and just fucking hit it from behind and i was like eh eh, i'll give you a massage (laughs) like literally i like literally bailed out of it because i was like if you don't want me to go down on you and you just want me to like con you don't want to go down on me and you want me to just like work one up and condom it up and just see that's what i'm go to town like we're not sexually compatible that's what and that's the thing with these a a lot of gay guys are hyper sexual and it's there's things that happen that most girls won't they don't do you can't do it you're not good enough you know how (laughs) do you know how dudes can or you know how they they're like good cooks they're chefs or dudes Uh That's what's going on in the in the set. I feel like there's some gay dudes that are doing some stuff that I don't know about yet, and I'm gonna figure it out in a couple of years. It's gonna be like 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 sucking your dick. Wise, yeah, yeah. People do weird shit. Like they got skills, crazy skills. Yeah, like, but, but you've been that runs real fast and he slows. Like Usain Bolt. Yeah, I've and he slows dick. down and he's just like he's, everybody. Catch I've up had to a me guy slow down on my dick <laughs> going for gold, and I'm like, what he's is like, that? I'm so good that what I can is that? I can coast the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, he coasted it. And you've been with porn star girls too. See, and that's the people that are similar. There's some girls that I've been with that are, are that are really into having sex a lot. Like they and they and they've been working on it. And they're like, I learned this thing. Try this. Look at this. And 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 they'll look up at me like, I've. What do you think? And I'm like, because you're fucking so passionate about it. You've been working on it just like, just like I used to work on doing Smith grinds on Burt ramps so much that your normal person wouldn't understand the magnitude of how fucking great I am at doing <laughs> Smith grinds because the only a pro dude would go, you know what? Holy shit. That might be the greatest Smith grind ever done. I'd be like, yeah, it was. Cause 
I've studied it. My, all I want to do is do it so critically good. And that's what's going on with some of these people that suck dicks and jump on your dick. They, they're doing different tricks, different things that no one's ever done before. Yeah, and it's the it's when you when you know that they're really enjoying it. It's that like commitment to it, but also like when they're like fucking going for well, it. They like, don't have that. What's it? that word when you don't have you don't care about what you look like or anything? Like they just let go of everything. Yeah, surrender kind like they, of. But yeah, they just let let go of all their inhibitions. Is that what uh-huh. it is? Un- completely uninhibited, and just, but but enjoying it. You know, like really like enthusiastically enjoying it. And I imagine that's probably the part that that you probably liked about sucking a dick too is like if you can do something to give somebody pleasure that's also one of the most pleasurable things to do in sex also yeah is like turn somebody on yeah i never felt good about being the dud in the relationship and i definitely when it comes to gay stuff i was for sure the dud like i wouldn't even argue i'd be like yeah i'm the worst blow me and go away (laughs) like what kind of a what kind of a lame ass hookup is that? Some guys like that though, but yeah, that's a that's a thing too. I imagine like also getting over because we talked about the ego. We started talking about the ego. Like, have you ever dealt with like wanting to be the best? Like, you want to be the best lover for a guy or oh, a girl? Totally. I mean, that one's a tough one. That one's a really I've, tough one for man, me. Man, I know it's a tough one for you. I feel like I've been <laughs> in a competition with you before, and I could just tell because you could hear it through the other wall you're like oh really and i'm like oh really (laughs) and then it's just a pump off and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna beat this person up just to win this fucking race like this is a joke but i know i know you're out of control fucking ping you can't not compete at anything it's true you're into every kind i like and i just the only thing i can do up for because there's that one thing when you're fucking people where you might not even be that good you're just the right fit for them that's actually Which what that's actually your whole what, skill thing out the that's window. actually really what you end up finding is it's not like a universal thing it's like a match it's like yeah. two pieces that actually fit you together. can work on a match and make it like even better mm-hmm. but you could be because i've hooked up with tons of porn stars that are doing all kinds of things on my dick and i'm like whoa i never seen anybody do that but it's not as good as like a basic one from this yep more of a fit and I think that's the lesson for anybody who has their ego attached to them being the best in bed. Like you may be the best in bed for the right fit for you. You know what I mean? But it's not like universally every single person you have sex with, you're going to be the best. You're going to be the best with. It's not like, you know, in skateboarding or other things like you can be the best no matter who's competing. You know, like yeah. just because you're the best at the thing and the, the things are fixed, there's rails, there's ramps, there's whatever the fuck it is. And if you can do the tricks, you win. But with another human being, they're complex human beings and there's smells and then there's connection and then there's presence and then there's all of these other factors that somebody who doesn't have nearly your skill set or experience might be a way better lover. And it's not, and you're not getting judged. Like skateboarding, somebody's watching you and then they judge <laughs> your opinion. Like this is like what this girl, how she felt about you with her. Mm-hmm. it's not really like there's a- so many factors that go into it so like the best thing that i'm talking to myself here too like the best thing any of us can do is release this idea of being universally the best and just understand that there's going to be connections that are the best they can possibly be with certain people you know how i got better a girl who was with my wife was giving me pointers on how to do things and that hurt my feelings i'll never forget the day where it happened <laughs> I was really hurt by it, but she was really hot 
and she was interested in sleeping with me at the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, I'll try doing the lick thing that you want me to. But I was like, God damn, did I not? And then she was like, bring it back. Like maybe just pay attention to some like ankles and stuff. And I'm like, stop telling me what to fucking do with my jig. Uh-huh. That's but ego. there was little things in the end where I could tell Katie was into it. And I'm like, oh, I've never done that before. And I'm like, okay, okay, what else should I do? What else do you think I should do? And then I realized, I thought at that time that I was pretty good in bed. And I'm like, now I feel it was initially for about two weeks really bad in bed because I had been pointed out that there was a couple of things that I haven't been doing by a younger lady. I'm like, how the fuck would you know more than me? Mm. I'm the sex master. No, you're not, dude. It turns out you don't know shit. <laughs> I'm like, man. So I was a little like, because that's my, I'll beat myself up real bad about it. Of course. Even Katie could sense it. Like, had to like put in extra work for a while. <laughs> How many times did you come? Dude, you need yeah, to come again? Looking for those validation Because I could make, markers. I totally could do that. Fucking <laughs> so, so insecure. It's insane. Yeah. And then I added those things and then I just add, I just all, it's like a fine line where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, but don't think that you're so good that you can't try everybody else's style. Yeah. You got to empty that, empty that cup. That's if it's so like, so full and you're so full of yourself that there's no room to learn because your ego is so sensitive that the mere fact that you might have something to learn means that you weren't good enough before, then you're going to be fucked. You'll never grow at anything. You'll never learn anything in life. You'll never improve anything in business. You can see that with a CEO or a business owner. It's like, oh, I know fucking everything. You don't, I don't need to listen to anybody. I don't need to learn these new things or these or switch or pivot my strategies or anything because this thing works. You know, you got to like let all that shit go and be like, okay, new shit to learn. No, I think I'm wrong a lot and I'm ready to, well, okay, well then how do I do it better? So I have right. that attitude. Things usually work out for me. All right, so we're going to take a little break from the mayhem so I can talk to you guys about mushrooms. I know that you guys love when I talk to you about mushrooms, but not those type of mushrooms. I'm talking about the four sigmatic mushrooms. These are the guys that really took mushroom, both science, supplementation, took all of that to the next level about how to grow, how to provide, and how to blend healthy nutritional mushrooms into a whole bunch of cool shit and i've known taro who's the founder we did an episode on the christmas myth which i'll probably release again this christmas he's a great guy his family comes from a whole lineage of being able to understand how these different plants can affect the body lion's mane mushroom reishi mushroom cordyceps mushroom all of them have a variety of different benefits and they do just a hell of a job blending them into a lot of delicious mixes whether it's cacao or whether it's chai or whether it's coffee or whether it's just the mushrooms themselves they just really knock it out of the park and of course on it we have our mushrooms and different things as well but four sigmatic does it great we do it great but their drink mixes are awesome. So I really encourage you guys to check it out. It's something that's additive to any program that you have. So take a look. Go to foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash AMP, A-M-P. And you'll get 15% off your order or just put in code AMP and get your 15%. And now back to Jason Ellis. Another thing about you too is like, we just had Ellis Mania out here in Austin. Mm. And that was, a, that was a really cool experience to watch because you had a guy that you were fighting that you were clearly better than. But when you were training in the back, you weren't training for him. You were training for the call out of <laughs> Kyle Kingsbury. Which made it a really bad experience for me. I mean, it was, it's good because I like 
I like pressure, but it's too much. You know, you so. were that was intense. You were feeling it. I mean, you I were really, I, you were really, you were I, really in the, you were really feeling the pressure from that. I was really scared. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to. I want to make it to the after party. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's not a success if I don't make it to the after party. Yeah, like for that one, everything was awesome except for that one thing where you got knocked so unconscious that you had to go to hospital and they had to, you know, wake you up a couple of times. Because I've had those knockouts in skateboarding and those ones are not fun. You know no. what I mean? They fuck everything up. It's kind of like heart and mind. When you hit those real hard, it's not, there's no tough story about it. Yeah. Like when I had a heart problem, I wasn't, t- you know what I mean? No. No. Man, no. no. I went into AFib and I was terrified. Yeah. It's like, this is yeah, it, for man. Sure. And then the brain thing, this is bad. But nonetheless, you fought Kyle knowing that you were going to lose, really. Yeah. I mean, there was like some glimmers of hope, like yeah, maybe really. a little bit. I just felt like I got too tired. I think I was still sick. But in, <laughs> in the end, I don't think in I'm the end, good he's enough. Better. He's just too big. He's big and he's fucking really good. Yeah. And uh, But nonetheless, like you still put yourself in that uncomfortable position. Yeah, and it's I'm, really uncomfortable. That's why when he knocked me down the first time, I was like, I don't need to, this is it. That's yeah. it. I mean, we moved around. I really wanted to move. I wanted to be good enough to make him miss and land a couple of shots. And That's what I said that I would do. And I did. And you did it. Yeah. And I think seeing you like after that, I'm sure like, you know, there's obviously a little bit, a little bit of a bummer getting knocked out, but nonetheless, like the whole experience, you just seem grateful and happy because you knew you went out there, you tried to tackle an impossible goal, which was to beat Kyle after you'd already fought somebody else like right beforehand. And Kyle's bigger and fucking, that's what he dedicated his life to. For I'm, more, I'm more thankful to Kyle than anybody for that particular part of the whole event. But, but to me, I just wanted everybody that goes to Ellis Mania that listens to the show to have a really good time. If everybody went there and said that was a really cool event, that's my win. That's what I really wanted. So it's, it's too much to do all these other things because you, you want to live in one of the moments. You, you can't spread yourself too thin. I'm like, I just want the event to be great and everyone go, whoa, that was crazy. I also wanted to fucking smack Kyle in the face and him go, whoa, or make him miss and him go, whoa. And I also wanted to knock Simon Woodstock out real fucking fast. Get that out of the way. Look like a badass. I wanted to change my shorts and make sure I had a Speedo that said spicy on it. After I know, I got a lot of fucking things on my mind. And, you and I didn't you would- really like sit in the moment and go to what, to any of them. I just went, go, go, go. You know, like the- when did When did you get that moment? Because you accomplished all of those things. Everybody had an amazing time there. I mean, the feedback from this show had to be as good as any as good as any other everyone show. said it was the best Ellis Mania they've ever seen I, I mean of the ones that I saw it was by far the best yeah. so you accomplished wise, that yeah. you knocked out Simon Woodstock with yeah. an epic shot yep. and it was like an epic knockout you dropped you dropped your shorts you had the spicy yep. you hit Kyle Couple three thoughts. times yep. with an overhand right he had yep. a headache for like a couple of days did he? afterwards yeah he did good. yeah he did good. God, that feels and good. then Kyle you know, oh. with, with no corner and his... that warms my heart <laughs> yeah, so much you sure. have no idea for sure Just feel that headache you <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a headache from you landing those overhand rights, yeah. which was exactly what you were practicing yeah. in the locker room. Yep. You were like, "All right, we're, he's gonna off the jab. You're gonna parry the and jab." Then I forgot to do the other th- one though. I had two over- tricks and I didn't use the other one. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> but you hit it three times, and then you went for it that fourth time yes, in the second yeah. round. And yeah. Kyle was just he's contemplating, new, new, yeah. contemplating on his microdose, and he's like, "Oh." Yeah. Jason's going to throw that overhand right. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to slip in with that inside short really little left too. hook. 
It was really good. I liked that punch. Yeah, I was fucking crafty. But you, you accomplished all that. So you accomplished all that shit. Yeah. How long did it take it for it to set in? You know, like when did you actually be like, oh man, I did it? Um, has that even has that moment even happened? No. I think maybe the closest I got was at one point I made a human centipede. <laughs> that and was, was part of and I was at the end of it and I went and I looked down the centipede and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, Jace! <laughs> Fuck yeah!" I I understand that. I understand that. Of course you do. That's a celebratory. That's a celebratory I thing. Felt like I'd done pretty well. <laughs> oh man but that's that's another challenge i think people who are really hard on themselves face and people who are really driven is like we don't take a lot of time to like I've, celebrate man and i like know get it's in the moment you know like i, I just feel like got, i've been in a competition with you before I, I, and i could just tell because you could hear it through the other wall that you're like it is oh really and i'm like oh really <laughs> And then it's just a pump off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to beat this person up just to win this fucking race. Like, this is a joke. But I know, I know you're out of control. Fucking ping. You can't not compete at anything. You're into every kind of. But you're setting yourself up for, because there's that one thing when you're fucking people where you might not even be that good. You're just the right fit for them. Which boots your whole skill thing out the window. It's not the achievement. Yeah. You could work on a match and make it like even better, but you could be, because I've hooked up with tons of porn stars that are doing all kinds of things on my dick. And I'm like, whoa, I never seen anybody do that. But it's not as good as like a basic one from this one other person that seems to be. <laughs> like I'm lost. Yeah. I just, just, I got to be happy. With, that, we got to, we got to like bury that myth doing that, that, that happiness is going to come from the achievement of any one thing. Cause it's right. not like happiness has to be the process the whole way through, you know? And like, if you can enjoy these moments for a little longer, like we could probably both do a little better job of like just letting ourselves feel it. Like I'm not going to talk numbers, but I got, I spent, I spent a lot of time working on a new book proposal for my second book, sent it in, and they gave me an offer like way above what I thought they were yeah. going to give me. And for like five minutes, I was legitimately excited and celebrating. Okay. And I gave myself, and I worked on that book proposal maybe 300 hours, 400 hours, and the accumulation of all my life's journey, you know, like a long time spent. And then I celebrate for five minutes. But it was still a cool feeling because it was so foreign to me. Like celebrating and it was like, wow, this feels really good. I get okay. Then I've had that. I did when I did the Stern show and when I left in 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 the town car back to the airport and I crossed yeah. the bridge looking back at the city. I did it three times, and it, somebody called me and said, "You're number one on Google search." And then I was in the town car going over the city, and I was like, "There you go." <laughs> you know, remember all those times where you said you were gonna. Be mm-hmm. there, do this, do that. This is what it, you have fucking done it. You should really be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just And then I think it was, you know, before the town car guy started talking again and then I was. That was it. But, I, but it, it became a habit. Like when I left, I would always do that. I'd do New York, do the Stern show, get in the town car, go to the airport because I would do red eyes there and back. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I'd be like, man, this is becoming a bit of a tradition where I, Usually pull my dick out on the Stern show, which is easy. I could be. I'd rather remember I said something funny and witty, but eh. 
Uh, and, but everybody loved that I pulled my dick out and did some comedy with my penis. Yeah, like put 50 M&Ms was, in yeah, there, people whatever. people were like, man, you fucking, you know what I mean? Like I remember people saying, you know, you knocked it out of the park. And I'm like, that's a baseball term. I, I'm assuming I did great. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? be a cricket term. <laughs> right. I, right. That's why I understood it, I think. <laughs> oh, mate, I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here. What do they call that when you hit it in the stands in cricket? It's not a home run. No, it's not. It would be Sky. It's a six. It's a six. It's a six. It's four if it hits the man. You're bringing back some crazy memories. <laughs> it's four if it hits goes it hits the fence, and if it's over on the full, it's six points. So that's a sixer. A sixer. Yeah. Full 360 degrees. You can hit no, that home run. it's just not what you can hit it anywhere. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you yeah. can. It can be oh, a you can, sl- you can hit a sixer over your head over the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no one really does rad. that. People people yeah. sleep on cricket. <laughs> It's a little slow. <laughs> That's because you like fucking, what's that, beer pong and shit? Oh, I you do like love stupid games. I do dude. love stupid yeah. games. Cricket I love is competing. really stupid. I love competing in everything. Like I've been taking- Have you played cricket? A little bit. Not like professional. That's have the like best a way thing. to play for a little bit. Yeah. They play too long. I don't want to play for a week. Forever. That's yeah. insane. Game over. How did I, when do I get to win? <laughs> a three-week test. I give up. I will lose if it's a three-week <laughs> game. I'm like, I- Forfeit my victory. It developed when people had like nothing to do except kill time for the day. So yeah. like you're just bullshitting with your friends and then you're just going to do an activity slowly all day. It was a good invention because I think at one point when they made the weak ones and stuff, that meant that like guys had to sit there and watch them for a week and their wives couldn't get angry at them for being at the cricket because the cricket, it's a week long match. Yeah. What am I supposed to leave halfway through? What the fuck? And so they all bring their eskies or coolers <laughs> and just get shit hammered with their friends for a week. Yeah. So it's kind of like cricket figured out a way to get dudes more drunk and not in trouble with their wives. So I, I kind of like cricket for that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty sweet because that's all it is. What's funny for me when I look at like my own competitiveness, like in a lot of the important ways, I'm starting to like unwind what's what I feel like is a toxic competitiveness, which is like how many downloads does this other person have on their podcast? Hey. How much money does this person have? What is this? Like that's kind of the toxic competitiveness or like what is, you know, this other guy doing in that way? But I think the healthy little parts of the competitiveness, I'm probably going to hang on to those. Like recently, Aaron Alexander was out, he's a mutual friend of ours, and we were doing like hill runs. And homeboy who's incredibly bendy and a good athlete, but not really you know, so much a sprinter, not really mm. like a power athlete. So he takes off on the hill, and I know he's racing me. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker wants to race. Mm. you know. And at that moment, I knew that I would rather die standing and racing yeah. than let him beat me to the gate up on the hill, right? And then there's like this immense satisfaction as I was passing him and talking shit and going. And I was sore for like fucking three days after that run, there's, but I'm, I'm never so going to let that go. There's so many other victories in life, but it's good to know that you can't like not try and take every single yeah. one of them. Yeah, exactly. Like a run to a fucking fence. Here it goes. So I would rather die yeah, than not get sure. to the. That's a fucking like I'm just I'm getting too old to make that one of my fucking rather die <laughs> victories. Like that might be like I might get a cold from rather dying <laughs> and might end up dying from this stupid yeah. race. I gotta like if I'm gonna give it a hundred percent. It's going to be a really, really good cause. <laughs> I did it recently. I was in, there's like the this powerlifting group that we have on a gym. Yeah. And they were doing a test. Take your bench press max, divide it by two, and see how many reps you get. Mm-hmm. And everybody was getting, like the record was 30 reps for half their max. Mm. And I like, I haven't been lifting too much. I hardly ever do bench press anymore, mostly kettlebells and stuff. And I saw them and I'm just fucking eyeing them. And I'm watching them count to 30. And I'm like, 
fuck it, rack it up, CJ, let's go. Like I'm in here, we're going. Mm-hmm. And I got to I got to like 28 and my form just broke down to dog shit. I'm mm-hmm. like grinding this thing up with my hips. I'm like moving it one arm at a time. Is that camp? It counts, okay. I guess, if you get it up. I don't know. It depends on how strict they were. But for that one, they can, it counts, okay. right? So I'm like using everything, recruiting my lats because my fucking Wait. pecs are dead. Yeah. I'm using everything to get it up. And I get to 30. And then the last one, I'm like completely like back arch thrusted off. My low back is completely flexed. And I rack like fully lock out 31 and rack it. And like my low back's hurt for a week. But that one moment, I got 31. And I can't, I like... I can't stop myself from those little moments of this like, oh, oh, here's it is. There's four people. The record's 30. What's going to happen to you when you get older? I don't know. It's just kind of, I think it's just in our DNA, though. It's going to be hard for us to let go of these little moments to compete. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. And obviously, like, I'm not going to be foolish and be like, I'm going to compete against the Ironman and do an Ironman. I'll Dude, fucking you break just myself. compete in other ways. Like, to me, I can't be as good a skateboarder i'm definitely never going to be that great of a fighter i'm not that great of a dirt bike rider I'm not that great of a race car driver either pretty shit comedian i got somebody else to write my book for me because i can barely read <laughs> but to me talking about my life and how it's not really that appropriate for a lot of people in america to live that life that's pretty edgy shit yeah so that's my that's my like if I'm if I want to get gnarly, I'll tell you what, how I get gnarly. I'll tell you a bunch of stuff that I, because it's more you know being. I just thought I was straight, and I fucked up a couple of times because I got real high. Like this mm. thing really, you know. And if anybody's thinking that, or they think that it might this this is something that's happening to you, and you might be like, "Fuck, I should just not do it," or maybe even like just numb it out by doing a bunch of drugs or something or maybe even worse maybe just fucking kill myself because i don't want my parents to find out that i'm a fag people still think that yeah people are still existing like that so if i don't get a million followers and nobody buys my book because i can tell you my deal is no deal on this book this is just me and tully selling it Mm -hmm. but i don't even care about the release date i'm just gonna keep going around talking to people going uh I got kids. I love titties. I'm all about them more than you are. Like I get like try see who gets to the titties first. If it's like a race to boobs right now, I'll get there before all of you. I'll kill you to get those titties. <laughs> so don't tell me I'm not into that. Yeah. But all the other stuff that can't be, I can do it, and I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. Like there's gonna be some things when my kids get older and go, your dad's half a gay guy, and they're gonna go, whoa. I've already talked to my daughter about it. My son gets old enough. I'll talk to him about it. And he's going to learn that it happens to people. People out there have this in them. That's who they are. And it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I might go through, he might go through, through a thing where he's like, I don't like you because you told everybody about this. And I can be like, that's fair. You know, but I, I am who I am just as you are who you are. And when you become a man, you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want about how you feel or what you like in your life. Cause it's your fucking life. And this is mine. And that's actually how you teach someone to be a man. Right. So it's, you know. That's, that's, the real, that's the real truth. It's not about meeting some artificial criteria that society says that a man is heterosexual and a man is built this way and does these things. And a man can be any way. But I think that commitment to telling the truth and living an authentic life and doing so in a way that makes the people around you their life better, like that's how I define a man, you know? So I think you're teaching Tiger in exactly the right way. 
how to be a man. And maybe he won't see that because maybe he'll believe his friends and he'll believe what other people say, but eventually he will. I'm, yeah, sort of, I'm prepared for him to go through a phase of that, both of them if they do. I, I understand. I, I went through it. I still go through it. I'm not 100% sure, but I, 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 know, I know what I like and I, I know what brings a smile to my face. Mm-hmm. I know what I, what I think about all the time. These are the things that I'm into. I'm into metal. There's certain noises that guitars make that bring a smile to my face. Mm-hmm. When you do burnouts for long periods of time and there's lots of smoke, I get fucking pumped, man. I don't know. I didn't do it for, I'm not doing it for a pat on the back. I fucking love fire and guns and shit. And I bet you I could fucking jump that jump, dude. If I could just, you know what I mean? Like doing big jumps and barely making it. My heart racing. I'm like, whoa, almost fucking died. Those, those moments in my life I cherish forever. I also, do you know what I mean? Sucking a dick. Check me out. I shouldn't say it like that. I also like guys. Kissing guys. It's great. That's new? One guy. (laughs) Your friends. Just one guy. I'll kiss one guy (laughs) and suck one guy's dick. Yeah. But who knows? By the time this comes out, I might have sucked like five dicks that I liked. You You know, know. that's like life is, we have all these artificial rules around life that tell us what we should or shouldn't do. Like the only rule that I really know is you know, just make sure you're making the game better for everybody. You know, like don't do anything that's so selfish that you're making shit worse for other people to make your thing better. Like, but as long as you're doing that, like just fucking live, man. Enjoy, enjoy it. Hearing people like you say that, it goes a long way for other people that might feel insecure about the style of life that they live. Because when you're by yourself with it a long time, you, you make things bigger than they are. And when somebody you know who's like, good for you, man, not in a way where you know that they're, I'm happy that you have found what makes you happy. Not like, I mean, that's what you're going to do. I mean, I can't stop here. Like those ones burn, you know, like Mm. it's, but if someone's happy for you, it makes you, it makes the whole thing not, not even a thing anymore. Like I don't even think about it anymore. It's not a, it's just like, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure like your fucking grandparents have fucked as well, but I don't think about it all the time. It just becomes normal. Yeah. It's like you, you talk to so many dads and like their greatest fear is their son. Let's say it's an, an athlete dad. Like their greatest fear is their son's going to be a gay piano player. Right. Right. Which is, which is, which is, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> exactly. Like the fact that like a parent is afraid that their kid isn't going to be the same type of man as them like that's going to create like the disturbance in that kid so that they're not going to be maybe they'll still be gay and play the piano but they're not going to be happy because they're not going to feel that you love them for that so it's just like wishing that they'll be a certain thing rather than wishing that they reach the fruition of whatever and whoever they are and however they want to do it see and that makes me like parent wise i'm a ex-pro athlete i thought for sure if i had kids that i used to make jokes that i would train them to be the greatest of whatever thing they wanted to be and you know like enslave them and make them do like that drag that big log thing around like conan the barbarian until they turn into big jacked people pumping yeah, oil spartan, into my house spartan a go-gay method yeah but now i'm like whatever like my son wants to be a pro soccer player and he's pretty good and his coach thinks he's pretty good and i'm like cool and i'm like you're really hustling i'm like i ain't hustling shit like i'll go to every game i'll drive him anywhere he wants to go but i'm not like get up and possible like i'm not telling you that this is your thing this is your life like 
Mm-hmm. Don't do it for me. Don't win for me. Like, mm-hmm. fuck me. Like, if you get a goal and you want to see me go, hell yeah, I man, you know I'm there. You know I'm thinking that. Don't even think I'm not. But this is your life. Like, don't. I'm not going to coach you. If you're like, hey, do you have any pointers? I'm like, I could give you some. But if you see me play soccer, you know, if you want to skate, I'll give you some skate tips. But once again, I would still not be, I'm not going to the park with you to be like, get the fuck out of the way. This is the future right here. Like, no, dude, this is your shot. That's what so many, I just put out a video about that exact thing. Like what I wish my dad would have told me. And and what I wish my dad would have told me is like, you were enough and I'd love you no matter what. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's, even if he says, I love you, like what, what I felt was he loved me a lot more when I scored 20 rather than when I missed all my shots and like, didn't play good. You you did feel that way. Oh, hundred percent. You know, like didn't rub off, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you want to talk about my things at all. (laughs) Totally. It's it's colored my whole life. Like some part of my competitive thing of having to do more to be worthy of love. And it, it was subtle, right? It's not like my dad was like, berating me but it was just like that was even mean it like that no but but it was just a really it was a really quiet it was a quiet car ride home when i didn't do well and it was like he was kind of withdrawn and then he would go off to his study and look at his screens and it was it'd be like but what if what if we won it'd be like where should we go or if i did it like where should we go let's celebrate and he wasn't he wasn't conscious of it you know what i mean but it, but it, but it fucking I makes an impact. I've watched soccer games where they lose and it's like unfair. Yeah, and I and uh, or somebody even there. One time, from fucking a, a dad called my son a puto for playing his son too hard, and I was like, man, I will fucking knock everybody out here. Everybody, that dude, his friends, everybody. Like the fuck you calling a puto? Do you know who his dad that is? And then I'm like, or shut up you know what i mean like don't do it like my son knows that i could do that so he would be in he would regret it more than anything if he saw me get up and start walking across the field that would be his worst nightmare yeah. he doesn't want to see me do that he knows and also like what is that terrible teaching? that's also teaching that that's saying hey son you're so vulnerable to words right. that i have to put my fist in someone's right. face when they speak these words right. Right, because then they're gonna say like, "Oh, words fucking matter." Yeah. And guess what? People are gonna call you a piece of shit in every fucking way, shape, or form for your whole life in some manner or another. That's what fucking Someone social media. Me fruit pe- fruitcake at the airport today. He got <laughs> pink socks on. Fucking I really? Did, oh, I was like, "Hey, a fucking ass!" I'm walking in the airport, and a guy goes, "Hey, man, you got to smoke?" And I'm like, and "Don't even answer him." Like, what the fuck? And then he's like, "Nice pink socks." And I fucking gave him the finger. <laughs> and then he came in the airport and he was like, yo, what's up, fruitcake? I'm like, fruitcake? F-. And then I'm like, dude, get on the plane. Do not go out there and fight a guy at the airport. You're going to go and do Aubrey's podcast. If you fight him, pretty sure you're not going to make it to the podcast. Hey, man, couldn't make it. I went to prison because a dude called me fruitcake. So I'm, but I still, it's still in there. Like I was like fruitcake. And I was like, cause I can, I'm, it's, you could be like, man, I wish I was big and strong and I could make this dude. Sorry. I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Kingsbury. Okay. Maybe not. Right. But most normal people, I can beat the fuck out of them. I'm positive of it. I'm like a great, I'm <laughs> yeah, quick and I'm dirty. Like I'm from the outback, man. I'm fucking <laughs> finger poke. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so I was like, I could teach this guy a lesson. And yeah. then I'm like, what? 
it, it's it's always going to be with me. But like I said, it, to the point now where it, usually what I think, it's so embarrassingly over the top that it's easy to stop it. Because it's like, you should go out there and fucking like kick his knee in and then fucking like claw his mouth open and rip his fucking lips off. <laughs> like God's, like a uh, fucking King Kong <laughs> versus yeah, the lizard. snake. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, that's how you kill. Co- I was ready to kill coyotes. A coyote <laughs> ate my dog. I did not know that coyotes existed. This is a true story. I was in another state doing uh, X Games or whatever. And I had two pugs with my first wife. And I guess... One of them was off the lead and a fucking coyote came out from a tree and took my pug and ate my pug. And I didn't even know coyotes. I didn't even know what a coyote was. My wife at the time calling hysterically saying a fucking oh, coyote ate my dog. And I'm like, what is a coyote? And then I found out. So then it's I like fly bingo, home. mate. Yeah. Ate my fucking baby. That was my boy. Grimey <laughs> right there. That's my fucking guy. I fucking, it shattered me, man. That was before I lost my dad and my brother. Like I was not ready f- for bad times at, the, at mm-hmm. this particular juncture in my life. That was like, oh my God, the world is over. And then I went, I was going to, I was like, the, they said that the coyotes hang out in some area. So I was trying to go there to get it because I heard that they have attacked like a lady and her dog or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm going and I'm going to fucking go and pretend I'm hurt. And then I'm going to let him bite my fucking hand. And then I'm going to grab his fucking thing and rip his fucking head in half. <laughs> and then wait for another dumb cunt to come again and just keep killing people. Just, just keep ripping coyotes bodies. in half. I paid people. I was going to, at the Red Dragon skate shop, I was like, I told them that they give people like $300 worth of skate shit if they brought a dead coyote to the skate shop. <laughs> I was so pissed. They're out for blood. Yeah. But then I realized that, you know, they're being pushed out of they're their natural being, habitat. And it wasn't coyotes. their fucking fault. It looked like a rabbit. They're being coyotes. Yeah. These every, little I know, fucking I know. Chinese it, emperor dogs that are cruising time, around there. It took time, there. Yeah. man. I, I've made of some course. adjustments, like I said. Now, for our second ad read, we have a very appropriate sponsor, and that sponsor is Juve, J-O-O-V-V, and they provide the red light therapy. And the reason why it's appropriate for this podcast is that red light increases nitric oxide production in the body, and nitric oxide is related to blood flow, and blood flow is related to sexual function. So we're not guaranteeing that if you get a Juve light, you're going to have a better boner, but I'm just saying, like, probably... You will. Now that's now that's just from a lot of people's experience, and also from the fact that nitric oxide is intimately related to your intimacy. Absolutely. There's also a bunch of other benefits from enhanced sleep and skin rejuvenation, and then anything that's going on in your body that needs to heal and recover. The red light therapy is just awesome. I did a podcast with them back in the day for the On It podcast, and I've also talked about the Juve Light with Ben Greenfield on a podcast before. He has like a little mini version that he keeps under his desk. He has a standing desk, and he's like naked, and he's doing his work, and then he's juvin his junk all day. I mean, that's kind of the way he goes. That's why I called him the Cock Warlock. I don't know if he likes that name or not, but you know, we definitely put it out there. Uh, but anyways, Juve is awesome. I have lights at my house, all set up, and I use them frequently. So go to joovv.com slash Aubrey. You'll get a free gift with purchase. Thanks a lot. Do you find that some people like are drawn? I feel like people are drawn to start shit with people who could kick their ass. Because I've like been out with Donald Cerrone before, and like people have tried to... Oh, man. I, w- I was out on the side of the street. This was on, uh, I think, like La Cienega. We were in L.A. for some reason. On La Cienega, Donald has his cowboy hat on. And they start, this 
truck full of like this truck full of dudes comes up and like not a bunch of dudes like two dudes and one guy goes out the window like hey you fucking whatever gay slur fucking all the slurs like that yeah (laughs) and like and it's like i'll you know like starts talking shit randomly because donald had a cowboy hat on in la and uh and and i was like whoa that's so weird he was like drawn he was drawn to his own death <laughs> like in this weird way but like do you feel like people fuck with you like more no i'm because i'm uh fake tough and it's <laughs> and, and and i all the all the losers in, in the world totally go for fake tough yeah i was i'm this is a smoke screen like i've got all this stuff so that you would stay away from me because i'm a terrified little boy <laughs> That's the real truth of it. You know what I mean? I'm going to teach myself to protect myself sure. from my daddy and from all these people that I never trusted when I was a little boy. I'm going to be big and strong now. So next time it comes around, guess what? If someone tried to rape me now, you'd be you'd be fucking sorely mistaken. It's not going to work out the way you wanted it at all because I designed myself for payback. Right. But now from all the like therapy and all the love that I have in my life, I, it's kind of like... I don't regret having all these. I like my pictures on me. It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's a little bit like funny to me because yeah. I don't actually, at one point I used to spend a lot of time with skateboarding. I was just, I would just sit there by myself thinking about destruction, like evil, listen to Metallica or Slayer, evil shit and think about fucking, fucking people up or, or killing shit or, you know what I mean? Beating the fuck out of somebody or skateboarding better than, ever, than somebody who's the best and then telling them that they're a bitch. Like it was just all about win, crush, defend yourself. And oh my God, someone's going to kill me. I just kept thinking someone's had to kill me. I've always got to be ready. I would walk around at night when I like after I catch a train home, I would have my skateboard. If there was people in front of me, I'd have my wheel up against the back of my arm so that I could flick it. Or I'd have it, if there were people behind me, I'd have it on the other side so I could flick it back just in case someone tried to jump me. Nobody was trying to, it never happened. No one jumped yeah. me, but I was ready for it at all times. But now I just don't, I don't really want to be scary. I don't really want to fight. No. Nope. I just kind of like stuff. I like like teddy bears. I like pink a lot. <laughs> if I make, if, I, if this book sells a lot, I'm going to get a pink car. I'm not shitting you, baby yeah. pink, but I've already thought about all these. I like and that's when you, that's when you, cause, well, because you've proven you've proven the other thing to yourself, yeah. right? Like, and you've you've transcended that. It's like when you hang out with Tim Kennedy, he comes to the gym all the time. He's in the shortest little shorts with the biggest, warmest smile, and like, what? and he's not. He's, not, he's done it. He's done it. He doesn't have to show it to it's anybody. In the book, that he's the done. last fight, King of the Cage fight. That's it for me. I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm tough anymore. That's as bad as it can go for anybody at my level to keep going and and persevere and actually end up victorious in it. I just wanted to survive at one point because I was like, I am, I don't know where I am. I hear a ringing, humming sound, and I'm just waiting for this one more shot to knock me out. And I'm like, wait, is that his foot or his arm? Like, I'm like, I'm fucking done. You won that fight, right? And I won the fight. Yeah. So I don't. That's why I didn't take another one after it. I'm like, how much worse could have gone? I almost got knocked out in the first 10 seconds. For me, like, 
I needed to prove that I could defend myself and defend the ones I love. Right. And so I that I was driven into martial arts my whole life. And I was actually training back when I was friends with Roger Huerta and I was training to yeah. take a fight. And that's when I've told this story before, so I won't tell it again. But basically, four guys jumped me and Caitlin. And that somebody right. somebody took Caitlin's face before on the other side of the car, slammed her face first into the side of my car. And like you just react. Yeah. So I hit that guy as hard as I could possibly hit him. He was out and down, but then we still had three people. Caitlin jumps on someone's back. I'm fighting the other two off. And like oh the adrenaline God, was dude. so high, my memory was spotty. And I remember coming to memory, standing in the street, Caitlin's next to me. And I was like, where the fuck did they go? Because I was like, and I did take a pretty hard shot, but I never went down. So mm. maybe there, and I definitely had some like brain, con- probably a mild concussion. Got for sure. But nonetheless like i was standing on my feet going where did they go and the valets who didn't help at all thanks valets were like they ran that way and that was like that moment where i could finally relax and i never had to take a fight i was like okay well four people attacked me and my girl and like we like i got some shots you weren't sure i didn't destroy them all but like i didn't know and like after that like i knew (sighs) okay and there was like this big sigh of relief that kind of came over through my whole like understanding yeah. of who I was that like okay in that situation in particular I was enough you know I didn't even know why I was trying to take those fights until that fight ended and I thought about it the next day and and I, how uh uh I didn't feel what I felt before where I had a, an emptiness mm-hmm. like I had to fill it I, I felt like cuz there was times where I was like I could I was so tired and concussed and I was, but I could feel me, him getting tired and me getting stronger and me going, this is your will right now. This is mm-hmm. not your technique. This is your will to win this thing. And it's fucking pretty impressive. That's it. Stop. Stop now. After all the people I know with all the head injuries, all my knockouts from skateboarding and moto, I'm like, you should just fucking kick back. Like you did it, dude. And then the, my head was super disfigured from the, from the shots so it was just a sweet reminder for like a week every time i look in the mirror i'm like you look like you lost terribly (laughs) and you won so just be happy man you're okay yeah yeah i think just getting past that idea that we need to prove things to ourselves but i think it is a good thing for most people like it is a good thing to have a fight like just to know Dallas mania yeah, I just, just want to, people just to, have a to fight. know, just to know what it's like, know what those emotions. But like the fights you're like. having is super de- like we're on the street. People, no, you don't want those. Right. You don't want if you those. Can do ones. an organized one. Yeah, but so, but even still, like I mean, even though that was a really dangerous situation, like to know, just I don't I hope it never happens again. Right. But to know that, like, okay, okay, like if that happens, I will react correctly. I won't just be like, oh, why'd you throw my girlfriend's not, face into the car? It's not your fault if you did it the other way too. Like, it's not, this it's is true. like a- You still gotta, still gotta love yourself for that anyway. beat you up, man. Like, I know. You can't feel bad if you went fetal. It's kind of like a lot of people would do that. Right. It's not, and it's not, they didn't say, fuck that, I don't even like my girlfriend. No, dude, it's, so you're true. terrified. That's so true. It's nothing wrong with being terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean- it's 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 that delicate balance of like always forgiving yourself always like loving yourself but then just deciding what kind of deciding what you want to be and what you want to do you ever remember mike tyson talking about being scared no i've seen interviews interviews with him where he said that he was so terrified before fights and it's like uh 
it's I get it. It's it's the to be scared of losing because you want to win that badly. He's mm-hmm. not scared of getting hurt. No, he's scared of losing the fight. Yeah, those things are unmatchable. Like if you can have that a couple of times in your life and then you're going to have to recover just like if you party too much when you're young if you do a bunch of blow and a bunch of e-bombs and shit don't think you just get out free well my friend turned into a junkie but i'm bullshit nobody gets out free there's shit that's gonna fuck with you forever on that stuff you might be tempted to have a little too many of these other things for the rest of your life because you're prone to doing that stuff take the good with the bad but that's like i know i know no man or woman that went as hard as me in the bump zone and then just came out with like yoga. You know what I mean? Like fucking, oh, they're doing yoga. They're doing yoga like a hundred hours. They're fucking out of their mind, stretching their pants over their head. Cause you can't bounce back from it. It's the same with every, you do something so glorious. There needs to be a whole big breakdown several times in your body, in your heart, in your, in your soul to know that that is the said and done. And now I must move completely off from that and to onto other things. And it's so hard to let that go because I don't even know what it would be like to be. I mean, I've been pretty good, but I haven't been the most dangerous man in the world. Uh, no argument. Like, how does that dude come off that stuff? But I remember he's the scariest person that ever lived as far as I'm concerned in an organized fight. I've never seen anybody I would not want to fight more sure. than Heyday Tyson, you know, wobbling his head around before he's like i'm like fuck that fuck that yeah for i don't sure. want to fucking die for sure but he yeah. was scared he was scared of people all i think that's a natural that's a natural thing and putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions in any way you can like that's the key like i'm going into this thing i mean ayahuasca is something we both did like how fucking terrifying is that right yeah that's up like, there it's more than fight i was just as nervous as a fight and that's so you're nervous before and you're gonna encounter some really terrifying moments yep. in that process so that's another way to train your psyche and you're like mindset and then these long sweat lodges where it feels like it's so hot that you're just gonna pass out and you don't know if you can make it sometimes three four hours what yeah so there's just more steam more hot rocks more things like so that moment and you have to do it with somebody who's really smart because they can push too hard and you can actually die right i was gonna say like people have died in that so you have to be with somebody who's really carried the tradition well and knows what the limit of everybody is. is yeah but you push that to the point where like you learn a little bit about your will in that in that okay and then like the next thing that i'm doing so check out this next thing that i'm doing so i haven't been called to do something gnarly in a while but there's this thing called darkness therapy or a darkness retreat so you go for seven to ten days in complete pitch darkness isolated nobody's talking to you nobody else is there it's you in a room complete dark they bring food in for you twice a day through a little shoot so you can still eat so it's very much like solitary confinement with a comfy bed and if you do freak out you can leave but you go in there for the darkness for seven days and for the first three days you sleep a lot because you produce a lot of melatonin and and then after that they say that you start having like really intense visions and you can't shut the visions off because if you open your eyes it's no different than having your eyes closed Mm -hmm. so it's just like the brain they say the brain starts producing endogenous dmt but i'm really like curious like oh wow i'm not going to be able to talk to anybody i'm not going to be able to write anything i'm not going to be able to listen to anything look at my phone do anything but be with myself in the silent darkness unless i'm humming to myself (laughs) in the silent fucking darkness because exactly that what is going to come up what's going to come up from the darkness 
What am I going to have to how face good inside is the, myself? How good is the thing that comes up? Let's say whatever comes up in the darkness. I don't know. You get to see a bunch of magical dragons <laughs> that blow you or something. Versus the first three days of being in solitary dark confinement. Yeah, I'm what so are you excited. Doing? I'm so excited. Man, I'm fucking, fucking pumped because that's the that's thing. Another like, level, dude. I've I'm done. Not, I've done all the psychedelics, right? I know. I would. I, I, you say you can get out if you want to get out. <laughs> I would be out of this so fucking far. <laughs> and maybe I will. Fuck, man. I tried to. I was trying to be celibate that's for right, six, six months. months. Did you do and nine, I made days? nine days? Yeah, now you're I a made nine days. <laughs> okay, well then I'll go with you. You know what? Because I, <laughs> I know we'll, we'll, just, we'll have one. Spot. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be there seven days in the darkness, and maybe I'll fucking last a day. What if I can't it's find okay. where my mouth is, or where they're gonna give me food? How do I see the food? You just have to remember. I have to it. feel around. How do I feel know if around. it's good or not? You don't. Fuck that. <laughs> you don't. They could be feeding me fucking dog shit. They or could. Yeah, you have to smell it. And I think it's a compost toilet where I'm going, so I'm just gonna have to like shit in like a thing and then like in the dark you gotta shit yeah of course and then you see in the same room as your yeah, shit yeah well you know they don't have plumbing where i'm going it's in a cave it's like in a cave I'm going in a cave but regardless like that to me is a test to see like can i do that and maybe i can't and i'm okay and like it was a little embarrassing i lasted nine days of my celibacy thing i learned some important shit about how i didn't really love yeah, myself but in your defense if you're you and with your if you could have a camera on your dick <laughs> and the things that it, it would it's allowed to experience i challenge any man <laughs> to last nine days with aubrey marcus's dick and not use it because everybody here i want to i oh man <laughs> i may or may not be true all, i want to no, that's an opinion from my dick Jason. gets my dick gets a little bit bigger in austin just because it's like it's in Austin <laughs> and it should be a little bit more prepared for anything to pop off at any moment because it's it fucking it you're could. the it has, it has, he's the champion of champions everybody in nine days the gods frowned upon those nine days <laughs> that's nine days of high level tang that you are dis disrespecting it was. thank you I appreciate that people, and, making, no, I people making fun you. of I my mind I commend you sir nine man uh, but in those nine days the most important thing was i realized like i didn't really love myself like i didn't really love myself nearly as much as i thought i did and i needed i needed other people to love me for me to really love myself and that's what that was the thing that i found out from that nine days and i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna find out from those seven days in the darkness but i bet it's something you know if you want to find something. out something about people loving you or not you should write a book and say that you're uh half a gay guy in there yeah find out who your friends are real quick when you do that one i bet man i bet and that's something where you and know, girls. that vulnerability that vulnerability is also another thing but the thing is now probably like for me it's very comfortable to be vulnerable and, and like admit embarrassing things and starting to get more comfortable for you too like when you first came out and started talking about it it's probably like oh shit you know, but now you're writing this book, which just tells everything from the Korean, you know, gay spa where you move the towel or don't move the towel, like right, all the little story, codes and things. Little codes it's fun and things, to know. It's not like you maze. have you get to get the gay if you read it, everybody. Just <laughs> it's just funny to know that it's you know, I mean, I'm not thinking sure. you're not gonna be like, Whoa, that's so hot. I get it, it's probably not for everybody, but it's definitely amusing. Yeah. Like her being in a cage. You know, Kate, when I first they made the grinder app, they told me about it. I didn't know about it. 
Katie and her friends were talking about it. I'm like, what app are you talking about? And like, it's a gay app. And they made me an account. It was just like, bloop, 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 bloop. everybody is like all around me because I live in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They were, I was surrounded by gays and they all wanted to come over and blow me. And I'm like, there's no way that's true. Nobody does that. But and, it was. Oh, everybody came over. Everybody was knocking on the door straight away. <laughs> and I didn't believe that it was going to be true. So then Katie went in the dog cage and put a blanket over it so you can't see in there but she could see out and then what, you know, a, what a wife yeah because she would because then they'd leave they you know guys would come over and be like you know and unzip when they would finish me and then go thank you thank you and i'm like okay you're welcome and then they leave and, and thanks and i'm like okay and then katie get out of the cage and i'm like did you fucking see that what the fuck and she's like i know i can't believe it how many will come at a time? I'm like, I don't know. Let's try. You know, and then I made her dress as a gimp. I put like a this leather dog mask on her and gloves and like my shoes. <laughs> and she like sat on the couch. And then a bunch of them just came over and started, you know, started this. And I was at one point, one of them went to touch her. I was like, hey, don't touch the gimp. <laughs> and then, you know, and then they'd leave and we'd go, oh my God, can you believe how? free everybody it's just they don't even know me and they're just so ready to we were blown away by that was kind of the main trigger and then the fact that you have a partner that has no judgment and is like unapologetically enthusiastic for you to experience these things in life like that's rad you know like that's a really special thing and i know katie's like all throughout this book and such a huge part and such a great partner for you in that way because you have somebody who like deeply supports you being unapologetically you yeah i don't know what i would that's huge, man. I would be like a lonely wizard if it wasn't <laughs> Yeah. Who doesn't have any spells. <laughs> Just very lonely. <laughs> yeah, man. With a big long cane and a beard. That's it. Yeah, no, she is. She's everything to me. Because I didn't know that that would exist. And she's the one that told me, you should just be happy with being you. Like, I think it's horny that you like guys as well. No one ever said that to me. Yeah, so, it's all these all these fucking judgments and men we all we have all these judgments too. Like one of the things I do is I lead ecstatic dance, right? Which is where you basically listen to music and you don't try to dance good. You just move your body however the fuck you want to move your body. Yeah. But men, we've internalized this idea of that you have to dance a certain way or there's like a certain masculine way you have to dance. So if you move your hips, well, that means, you know, that's a homosexual move, you know? Yeah. Like you can't, yeah, of course. But then that's still in a pattern, right? There's like a pattern of that. But if you're just like wiggling around and moving, no, I've, people feel uncomfortable. I've seen your weird dance school. I walked in here one time yeah. off the plane and went into a, accidentally a dark room where I think I saw Kyle Kingsbury run past me in a Speedo again. But there were a lot of other people there wiggling around in the dark. And I remember going, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And I came back out and I thought I made a mental note. You, you, Some of your friends are fucking tweaked. But from the book and talking about the things that I do and trying to get people to not be angry exactly. or gross about it made me rethink air, like my opinion on the church and stuff. Because I was so angry at the church because I feel like a lot of it, you know, I mean, the anti-gay or even just sex in general is kind of frowned upon and it's from the church, but it's not the church's fault. Like it's just, they, they meant a good thing. And then like business got involved and some people were like, you shouldn't do this or that, but that's not like it made me, I don't hate, I'm not angry at anybody for being a Catholic or a Muslim or what. I don't care what I, I want to know more about it now. Cause at one point I think I would be a little, I would frown upon it. Cause I, uh, what is it? Chick-fil-A 
so what is it they put money to other organizations that didn't want to have gay marriage and i was like Rrr! you know what i mean i yeah, took that yeah, totally yeah, personal yeah. i was like i'll never eat that sandwich yeah i'm like dude you, you're not you're just seeing half the story everybody does everybody's living their life yeah it's like if you want to do crazy dancing i back it 100 because i know what it's like to just let yourself go i know what it's like to be super cool and make sure that you don't let anything go that's 100 percent both it, of man them. It's 100%. And one feels way fucking better than the other ones. And when you break those barriers of really letting yourself go, there's a lot of shit behind those barriers. It's like you're cracking open like a door that a, like a flood of freedom comes through where yeah. like a lot of these men, like big, strong, like athletic guys who've never let themselves dance, they'll be like weeping at the end because they've never allowed themselves to actually just move and like Crazy didn't know wiggle around. That blocked. Right, that it's that the crazy dance is such a relief that it starts to bring tears to your eyes. It's wild, and it happens repeatedly over and over again. And there's just even the ways men think about like our own bodies, right? Like we have an asshole, and like most men, like are so terrified of putting anything near their asshole mm -hmm. because they're so worried about their own fear about in their own mind of being gay. Even if it's in the quiet dark of their own home, they're like, mm -hmm. no, no, I won't do that. No, you know they I mean? did something in their butt. They might envision that it could be a real penis in their butt, and then they would be, would have to live with the fact that they envisioned a dick in their ass. And now, and it's like, yeah, so what? So what? Like, doesn't doesn't you know, you're envisioning choking kids to death? I think you're okay. You know, like yeah. it's not a bad thing to do it. And it, I, I've said it a bunch of times now, but if you can come with no hands. <laughs> it's weird it's like it. all right so you got it you have an asshole but it's like having a having a room in your house let's say your bodies are home you got a room in your house but you never go in that in that room you keep that room you keep that door locked and this and there's ways to wash it. i just want to tell you there's ways to wash it because you don't want to you know i mean if he's first starting and there's like a thing that happens that can deter i get that you want to? You know, I mean, there's the one on the hose. I should. I might. Should, I should sell a Jason Ellis one. The one you can put on your shower. It's like a metal one, and you just put it up there. Two times you fill your butt up. That's it. Mm -hmm. Ask all the porn stars that do anal. Two washes, and then you're good to go. Unless That's you ain't, like, unless you got a bad diet or something. Or you've been partying so hard that everything's just liquid, anyways. Wow. <laughs> See what I mean? Things can, you want to make exactly. sure. You just want to make sure. If you're, I feel like when you're starting, you want to do like the the precautionary ones. Yeah. So all right. So I'll I'll, I'll admit something here. So I've been a hard no for anything in my butt my whole life. Right? Yeah. I About remember that. Three you years ago. Me. So three years ago, I got like a, a case of like prostateitis. They call it, which was weird because they couldn't find out what bacteria it was. I had that. Yeah, it's so I had antibiotics, right? Yeah, so they they were trying antibiotics, but they didn't. It wasn't really working. So I went to specialists, and the specialist was like, "All right." what we need to do is this prostate's like a sponge. We yep. need to squeeze it down yeah. and like squeeze it down so that it releases anything that's oh, like any no. other thing that's so in there. So they had to squeeze so it the down. Doctor, so the doctor is in there and yeah. it's not a prostate exam. He's literally trying to like yeah. squish my yeah, prostate. Yeah. And it was it was painful and yeah. weird. Felt like I needed to pee. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. So Trust I was me. like, and but it actually worked, yes, right? So like that actually worked. And then my prostateitis went away. Right. And it recently, and I since then, like no butt play and stuff at all. Yeah. Since then, it, it came back recently. Yeah. Came back recently. I was like, fuck. Like, I could go to a doctor. Or you doc could get somebody to I do it get, for you. Or I could, well, no, I wasn't quite that brave to oh, do that. Okay. But I got like this curved wand. Oh, like, my a curved God. Metal wand. You milked yourself? I milked myself. In a weird, like, doctory way, not even a sexual nope. way. 
but I don't really understand how the sexual way because it's it's still like it's no pleasure to do that. But you know what I will say? Uh, when I did it and like got it in there and I milked it and the same sensation like feels like you need to pee and it's a little bit painful because my prostate's like a little inflamed and I did it and then like pulled it out and I didn't clean myself so it was like it was not pretty it's not yeah. it's not like all Fair the things enough. you mentioned yeah but like there's this kind of a certain like also again like after my fight where I had this deep breath like there's kind of like a deep breath like well I went in there with a metal thing with a ball on it and I pushed you around on my prostate and I said, yeah, that was, that was a close it. one. <laughs> and maybe, like, maybe you had a little, left it in know, there a little like, longer. I was like, you know what? I feel no different. I actually feel better. I feel better about myself. Cause like now that locked door in the in the house that I was a little bit scared, even me, I was a little bit scared to open up. I was like, I just opened that thing and I fucking did it. And my prostate thing is fucking better. Yeah. Look, I can't, I can't speak for everybody, but if I died before I started figuring out how to use my butt, I <laughs> just knowing what I know now, I'd be so sad. Yeah. Because it's just not. There might be cool shit in that room. You know, like you, might, you might like what's in the it's room. It's not mine. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, you just got to look at it. Any other any other final stories or any other things about this, this book uh, that you want to share with people? I can't really remember everything that I said in that book. It's just real. Because it's fucking everything. It's real it's honest. It's your life and lots of stuff but i i just my main thing is uh yeah i i i've done a lot of crazy stuff and i'm trying to uh trying to be a nice person trying to help other people and i'm trying to be honest with who i am and hopefully that helps some people and that's it i really don't care about the rest of it like with the success thing i got a great radio show sirius xm is very happy with me and I like that. I don't need to be Justin Bieber or Logan Paul. I like Jason Ellis. He's cool. If everyone comes to Ellis Main every now and then, that's fucking cool too, man. I mm -hmm. like everything. But I, I would just hope that maybe it gets a little more understanding out there. I don't expect any miracles from it, but I wasn't trying to do anything but just help some people. That's really the – I know it's a really small amount of people, but I don't know who – I can't really help anybody else. I don't have that much of an education – I can't really teach you anything, but this I can, you know, read that and you'll be like, oh, okay, some dudes do that and it's no harm, no foul. You know, everybody everybody wins, I feel like anyway. No doubt. Well, you've probably helped a lot more people than you know, my friend. Well, you've helped me, dude. Uh, you know what I mean? Not just on it in the podcast and all this other shit. You've done, I mean, the antidepressant energy level, I don't know if I talked about that in there, but that is... You know, people. I've had people call in and go, "Man, it's not scientifically proven. It's risky shit." And I'm like, "I get it would be if, if it was some meth head that was telling me try ayahuasca, it'll get you high." I'm like, "These people are have seen stuff, and they're not lying to me. Like, there's no. If I have a conversation with a guy at dinner, he's not pitching me ayahuasca so he can sell it. He's trying to help me. Like, and I and I did it, and I got off those meds, and I'm a thousand times better for it. A thousand times better." The thought that I have now, not just the physical. I used to, I was just pumped on the physical because I could work out again all the time, but I'm back. Like my brain is firing off again. I think I was a little dulled out from that shit. And I was just going to ride it for the rest of my life because that doctor said, it doesn't hurt you. You may as well stay on it. And the statistics of getting off it and getting back on it and getting depressed are very high. So you may as well stay. And I remember going, okay. So that means everybody else probably could think that unless they tried 
thinking out of the box and trying this ayahuasca shit and just trying to get, maybe I could go back on the antidepressant if it didn't work. You can definitely try it and it's fucking worth it, man. Cause I, I got like, you know I mean? 30% of my fucking whole life back. And that could be like make or break my whole career. And your life, man. Just so you're enjoying I don't life. Don't be tired, man. Jason, around my kids. You <laughs> of course know? not, man. It's bullshit. Well, I'm I'm happy that I've been of service to your life, and uh, you know you've been such a great friend always, like from the from the drop. And I just want to send that appreciation to you as well, man. I mean, I love you, dude. I love you too, brother. Always will for real, yeah. for real. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Love you guys too. Uh, the book still awesome. Amazon. No. No. Nope. December tenth. JasonEllisBook.com. JasonEllisBook.com. We're doing it so all by ourselves. Get, fuck yeah. Yeah, me and Telly are going to get all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I Love you. See you later. Peace. For those of you who made it through the podcast, hopefully you left with a few laughs and an expanded idea about what sexuality could be. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Jason Ellis's book, of course, is still awesome. His show is on Sirius. He's got a podcast called High and Dry. Check him out wherever. He's really inspiring with the way that he lives and leads with his vulnerability and his truth and his love. Much love, everybody.